It's episode 182 of Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi, and I'm sitting in the office of the owner of Taylor Med Spa, Lori Taylor. She's a registered nurse. She has a master's of, of in science of nursing, and you are also a family nurse practitioner, board certified. Like you, the credentials are endless. Thank you so much for having me and uh, being with here with me this evening. Well, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. And so I need to shout out Bernie because Bernie is the one who, so I get my nails done with Bernie, by the way, anybody who knows Bernie, the nail gal, um, she's here at Taylor Med Spa. So well done. And uh, she was like, you have to talk to Lori. She has like the best story, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I would absolutely love to talk to Lori. Um, you're the first one-on-one med spa owner that I've you know ever had this opportunity to talk to and um you know I didn't want to just bombard you with inviting you on and fortunately your Paula like brokered it for me so shout out to your whole crew because uh the ladies at Taylor Med Spa are just incredible so you've really cultivated like a really amazing crew I am very lucky to have everybody. I think everybody came on at different times, but I feel like we're a small family here and um, we love what we do. We love the people that we meet. And I think that it shows. I think most of the people that come here are not just clients. They end up being our friends. You know, they feel like family. And I think that that's a wonderful feeling because you don't want to go into a space where you feel you know, maybe judged a little intimidated. For sure. This isn't that place. This is the place that you come in and before you leave, you've told most of us, you know, your life story or what's going on with you. And we're here to, I don't know, make feel make people feel the best that they can about themselves. I, because I think that we're in a, in a time when everybody is so maybe they're trying to live to this standard that's so 100%, high. 100%, yes. And really, it shouldn't be that. It should be what makes us as a person feel better. So everything is different for each individual that comes in. See, yeah. I, I love that. I love that. You tailor it. Ha ha. I see what I you guess. did there. I see what you did totally. there. Um, so, and I'm really glad that you touched on that because we're actually already getting into the meat of it, which I love. That's like my one of my favorite things about engaging with really successful women like yourself is... Um, truthfully, you know, it's important that your client feels at home Mm -hmm. and doesn't feel intimidated because I think most people who haven't walked into a med spa assume they know that it's going to be, and don't get me wrong, it it is filled with amazingly beautiful women. So you're (laughs) going to, you're going to be bombarded with beautiful women when you walk in. Right. Um, but that being said, like that doesn't diminish you at all. You Mm -hmm. guys are so welcoming, um, informative, um, immediately offering, you know, whatever it may be, like refreshments or, you know, kind of keeping, if you have to wait, you know, the, whoever's helping you out will keep you keep you up to date with, like, the wait and all that. Um, so, like I said, hands down, s- such an important thing that y'all are providing because it really is about feeling better about yourself and um, empowering yourself in the process. Very much so, I think. And I don't think that enough of us take the time. I mean, I think as women we can do for our husbands we don't question what we do for our children but a lot of us don't take time to do for ourselves yes so as the years go by you know and gravity and all these changes happen you know we start feeling a little bit different about ourselves but yes. because it's so hard we've never taken the time to do something for ourselves yes and um so i think that that part is important for i guess this type of work because I had been doing family practice, which is a little bit different. You know, Mm -hmm. we're dealing with sickness, illnesses, you know, and so it's just a different part of like the medical field. Right. Where I feel like this, you know, you can make people happier, you know, you just make them feel better about themselves. So I love it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I can tell because everybody here is just in the best mood, like so thrilled to be here. And, And like I said, you, you know, when you walk into a place and you can kind of tell the overall vibe, you know. Here, it's always pristine. Like, everybody, like I said, is just so, so good. Um, that's one of the first things I've noticed about about this place, and it's just incredible. Um, okay, so you mentioned, you know, that you have experience in the medical field. I mean, we're talking 25-plus years medical experience. Um, where did you grow up? So, um, I guess to go way back to the beginning, uh, my parents were missionaries in Guatemala, and um, my, wow. my mother, you know, was from here, from Texas, and she went down with a medical doctor to Guatemala 
to do a free clinic because the physician that she worked with had cancer. So he pretty much quit his practice, went to Guatemala, thought he was going to die. So he went to open like a free clinic, you know, in, in the mountains. And she ended up, my mother ended up, she was his nurse. She ended up meeting somebody in Guatemala, my father, and they got married while she was doing this, you know, free clinic in Guatemala. So was she doing like nursing or she was, what was doing it? nursing? Okay. She was doing nursing a little bit different there. You know, they deliver babies. They do all of it down yes. there because they don't have the same kind of health care that we do here. Right. And so we grew up, you know, living there part time and living here in the United States part time. Wow. But there was so much uh, fighting in in that time. They were uh, kidnapping a lot of Americans. So my dad was very worried that they would kidnap my mother and ransom her. And so he ended up moving us to the United States. Permanently. Permanently. And my dad had been like a dentist in Guatemala, but he could never, you know, he could never learn enough English to take the exams here. So we went from living very well there to being migrant workers when we came here. Wow. And so when we were we were working in the fields, my sister, I have an older sister, it's just me and her, and we would pick apples we would pick onions we worked in the fields from the time the sun would go up until it would go down so we were homeschooled until we went to college really <clears throat> and we did a lot of that so that we could work with my parents what? and so what yeah. part of texas was this going on well we lived here in alice and then we would go to south carolina we would pick apples in pennsylvania we would go to montana and plant trees wow we picked onions in california <clears throat> and so in that there was a lot of migrant workers in the fields and they were always getting hurt and I was probably nine or 10 when I started being the translator for them because they couldn't speak English. Mm -hmm. So whenever somebody got hurt and went to the hospital, I would go translate. Or if one of the workers was having a baby, I would go to the hospital and translate for them. And that's kind of where my love for like medicine, aside from my mom being a nurse, I wanted to do that. And I would, even, I would even remember suturing people when I was like 12, 13 with just fishing thread because we were in the fields and, you know, a you lot had to of them, use what yeah, you had, you use what you had. And it was just a different time then. And that's kind of where, you know, my medical, but nobody told us about financial aid. We didn't know anything about that. So we were living in Alice and I started at the community college and I'm like, well, I can't go to medical school. Had I known that they had like, some kind of assistance. So I went through the LVN program <clears throat> and I became an LVN and I was an LVN for 13 years before I went back to school. Wow. Okay. So you had a natural <laughs> affinity for, for that. I mean, for helping people with injuries. Um, I mean, you didn't shy away from it at all. You just knew this needs to be taken care of and, and I can do it. Yeah. And I wanted to do it. I wish that I had some kind of preparation, you know, a lot of it was very crude, you know, in what we could do, but I really enjoyed it. And so I really wanted to be a physician when I was younger. Mm -hmm. It just didn't come about that way. Mm -hmm. So I became an LVN. I worked, you know, as an LVN for many years, um, got married, got divorced, got remarried. And so I had one daughter with my first husband and then when I got remarried, my second husband had 10 children with his first wife. Wow. Yes. And so about a year or so after we were married, his ex-wife dropped them off and didn't come back for them. You're kidding. You know, so I raised their 10 children, and then I had my daughter, and then we had two children together. So we had 13 kids. You're a saint. <laughs> no. But yeah. It was definitely a big family. Yeah. It was a big family. And well, and a lot to look out for, it, you know, and provide yeah, for. It was. And I was an LVN then. And yes. And I knew that I couldn't support them on what I was making. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to go back to school. It was just a really hard time because, you know, we didn't know what to do. But well, by, going back to school with that many kids. And like you said, w women's tendency to not really prioritize themselves, yes. you know, and, and especially with career. It's just, it's different. So what I did was I put an ad 
to get a housekeeper to help me. But whenever they would ask how many children they were going to care for, and I would tell them 13, they would hang up and they'd be like, we're not taking care. You know, that's too many. Yeah. And then one day a lady answered the ad and she had a son and she said, if you will let me live with you and bring my son, I'll stay with you and I'll take care of your children. And she stayed with me for about five years. Wow. Until my youngest went to kindergarten. Mm -hmm. So I had the 14 kids at the house. And I went to night school and I kept going to school. It took me maybe about 12 years to become a nurse practitioner, but I kept going. I yes. Mean, good for you. Know, you. That's just, the beauty of higher education that I point out to people. Cause on occasion people will get hard on themselves or put themselves down for taking longer than like what a degree plan initially mm-hmm. calls for. Like, but that's the beauty of higher education is you can take as long as you need to get there, yes. you know? So I love that you're like, I'm doing this. Yes. doesn't matter how long it takes. I'm doing it. No. And in between, I mean, because I became an RN and then I opened up a home health agency. So I owned a home health agency, a hospice, a provider service. And we got pretty big. You Mm -hmm. know, we got pretty big. And then, you know. This was in. This is here in Alice. Okay. In Alice. Wow. And then maybe about six or seven years ago when I got divorced, I sold, we sold it. In, in the divorce, we ended up selling it. And so from there, it was very, it was very hard because, you know, anybody that has been in business, you put your heart and soul into it. And that was your first business, right? That was, official yeah, business. Yeah, that was my first official business where, you know, we had nursing staff, we had about 80 employees. And then to start over, it was very hard. It was very hard to start. Um, And, you know, divorce is always hard and, you know, for any woman. And I think that that's a big part of when I see clients that come in, I can really empathize with a lot of the the stories that I'm hearing. Yes. Because it's it's hard for anybody having children or if your children are grown just to start over. Yes. But I'm here to say that if you have a will, you can start over and you can start over from nothing again. And if you can work hard and you can dream big, you can make it happen. You know, and um, so I worked a couple years at the Border Patrol. Really? Yes. And so I was a medical, um, I guess, a medical nurse practitioner, and I headed up the family. There was like family units that we would take care of. Yeah. And I wasn't a Border Patrol agent, right. but I was part of the medical staff. Right. So were you technically a government employee? Yes. Like okay. a contracted government employee. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And so. I would see seven or 800 clients per shift, you know, and you know, they take awesome care of our detainees. Like I know that there's a lot of things out negative. Yes. In, but you were there, but I was there for years and we did so much, you know, everything was so clean and we cared so much that, and, you know, and I finally felt like this is where I need to be because all of those years working as a migrant, worker 100 percent, and then we have all these different people from different countries i mean even china africa Honduras, guatemala uh i would work with all the people from the the different countries they would send like a somebody for their embassy Mm -hmm. and they would be in the border patrol and you know so they would be like this is a representative from guatemala this is a representative from mexico this is one from honduras you know and we would work with them to try to facilitate getting the people the children you know yes to the different countries or back to wherever they needed to go here in in america so i felt like i loved that job it was i'm so glad to hear that but also like you said I feel like somebody with your medical expertise and your background experience, you know, doing the work that you did when you first became like a full-time resident Mm -hmm. in the United States, there's no way that you would not take good care of these people. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I mean, it's so important to hear this kind of story and to know that there were people like you there that really cared and really made sure to like do the best you could for them. Yeah. Thank you for that, by the way. Oh. <laughs> no, it's really, I mean, that's such noble work. First of all, being a nurse, period, right? Anybody in the medical field, thank you. Yeah. Incredibly noble work. But, I mean, you're definitely taking it even deeper, you know? Like, you are you are truly making a difference, and I appreciate that. I felt like it was my calling. Like, I really felt like this is where I need to be, and I could help so many people. But it also, it gave me such joy, 
and I would probably still be there today, but um, you have to have good credit to be there, FYI. Really? And yes, you do. Okay. And so when I got divorced, you know, you start, you know, having to change cars and all these things. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, they let me go because of my credit, because, you know, my ex-husband. Really? Yes, my ex-husband returned one of our vehicles. And even though it was, you know, part of our divorce or whatever, they still wouldn't let me work there. I went to Wild. my state senator. I wrote letters to the government because I loved that job. Yes. I really loved it. Yes. And they told me they were sorry that that was the way that, you know, the laws were written and that I could reapply in 10 years. 10 years. <laughs> 10 years was my hiatus to if I would like to reapply, you know, with them. And that was really hard. Of course. I, I kind of fought back and forth with the, you know, appeals and stuff for about a year. And they held my position for that long, which was really amazing because they don't have to. There's so many providers that they can use, but I feel like we had done such good work there yes. that they were really trying to let me come back. So yes. they would kind of staff it part time to see if I would, you know, go through and I didn't. But anyway. Well, I can't help feeling like this might sound strange but i truly believe it like even if you are so, like an amazing fit for something if if it's just not panning out yeah it's because you're meant for something else yes. i i really believe that it sounds a little cheesy but there's a lot of truth to it i think clearly like yeah. look where you're sitting right yes. now <laughs> and you know and that's the thing we can't see what's in the future for us and so even if i prayed and i wanted this and it didn't turn out like you said sometimes things were not meant to be and I probably wouldn't be here if yes. I was still there. Yes. And so in the, you know, in, I guess the way I ended up coming here to Corpus. Because you, okay, because you were at the border. I was the border patrol in McAllen. Okay, in McAllen. Because okay. Because I lived in McAllen okay. for 20-something years. Was it amazing? I've heard great things about it McAllen. Was, it was really nice. It's The culture's a little bit different. Everybody's really friendly and stuff, but just very quick like you know i just the profession that we're in it's just very busy mm -hmm. and then with all those children there's always something going on with the kids yes you know but um but so after my divorce which you know we're still friends and i think he's a wonderful person and i hope he feels the same way with me i think raising 13 children can take a lot out of a marriage my gosh you know one raising one child yeah. can be a strain it's a lot and i think a big part of it was my fault i think that i i spent so much time working and i felt a big responsibility to care for my family and i felt like the more i would work I would be able to provide more. So this time around, I'm trying to do things a little bit differently. We try to learn from, you know, what we what Of course. We and please don't blame, blame. It's so easy for pe us to blame ourselves for things in the past, yeah. right? But it's kind of, you were doing the best you could yeah. at the time with what you had. And, that, and, you know, that's just how the cards were laid out, you know? So please, like, you are an incredible person <laughs> and you've been working your ass off forever. So I want you to see it that way, well, you know, and do, you. yeah, please don't put blame <laughs> on yourself for that. Cause you know what I mean? It's like when it, it doesn't pan out, it doesn't pan out. It's really devastating, but it's no one's fault, you know, yeah, nobody's fault. So my girls, you know, I have six of them, but several of them got together one day and they took me to macaroni grill and they're like, mom, you know, while you still look okay and you want to get out there, they're like, you need to start dating. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready. It'd been a couple years. And they actually put me on match.com. <laughs> this is so fun. And they uploaded my picture. They didn't tell me. And they uploaded my picture. And they're like, you just need to do it. They answered all the questions and stuff. Well, it was good for my ego, you know, in the beginning. From the time we left Macaroni Grill to the time we got home. Oh, my God. I got so many messages. Nah, so many. That's amazing. And then my youngest, her name is Zoe. She's like, Mom, when we get home, I'm going to get in bed with you. And we're going to pick somebody. <laughs> And then this is so great. Yeah, and then when we looked at it, I was mortified because they had put the age range from 25 to 75 years old. <laughs> They're like, we're keeping our options open. Yeah, wide open. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I wouldn't date somebody younger than my children. You oh know? gosh. And so, you know, we had to adjust that more appropriately and stuff. But, you know, it's hard when you're not 
oh, I guess for me, it's different because you usually meet people in college or in school. And right. I worked a lot, so it wasn't really an option for me to just meet somebody randomly. Yes. And I did meet some really nice people, and I ended up meeting my current fiance. And Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And that's how I ended up here in Corpus because he lives here in Corpus. And so when he asked me to marry him, I relocated here to get remarried. And um, so when we got here, he was like, well, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I'll probably do family practice and aesthetics because that's what I had been doing in the Valley. And it was just right in the middle of COVID. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, you know, I don't think that's a good idea. You're going to be around sick people. And I'm like, hey, babe, that's what we do. We're around sick people. Yep. But he has two small children, which will be number 15 for me. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And so he's like, no, let's just do aesthetics and not do the family practice until COVID kind of passes. Yeah. And that's how the idea was born about just doing aesthetics. And he owns an IT business. It's called Coastal Bend Technology. Oh, wow. So, hey, hey, if anybody needs a good IT man. I know, yes, do that plug. Well, I also love that both of y'all are local business owners. Like, how amazing is that? Yes, he's wonderful. And so he used to manage or do all the IT work for salons by JC. Okay. And so he's like... I know where you can go until you can get set up. Mm -hmm. I know where you can go. And so we talked to John. He's the owner over there. And they let me rent a booth. And that's where I started. And it was a tiny room. It was about 98 square feet. Wow. And um, that's where I started. And I very quickly I saw that it was not big enough. Mm -hmm. I hired an esthetician and we were just running into each other there wasn't enough room for both of us and so I'm I was like well I think you know we need to get another room and they're like oh, be another thousand dollars yeah so I'm like wow that's a lot for just two small rooms so we decided to start looking for a place and I happened to be driving by and I saw the sign that said Taylor Taylor Plaza and since my last name is Taylor I was like thank you God I'm like if this is anywhere in my budget this is where I need to be yes and this is how I ended up being here at at Taylor Plaza yeah well this spot is optimal it's such an amazing spot what, what's the official address for anybody oh, wondering it's, it's 3636 south alameda okay yeah, yes in taylor plaza it's amazing <laughs> yeah. it, it's a like i was thinking about it on the way here i'm like it, you really couldn't pick like a better spot for this place so yeah like the stars aligned for you to come here they totally did because i didn't know where to go and i had prayed about it and i had thought well i i might want to do family practice again and i wanted to have a certain setup and then once i came in i thought well this is really beautiful you know i i really feel like and so spacious very and peaceful it's like when you walk in you're kind of already at peace it's not yes and so i just felt like this is where it was meant to be and um and that's how we came to be here i I mean it, it was just so, it just worked out perfectly again. And for you to just kind of be like, I'm ready to expand. And then boom, this. Yes. And like with the name and everything. Yes. So let me tell you a little bit about the name. Yes. So Taylor, um, I used to be Lori Sambrano. Mm-hmm. And when I went to go get divorced, the attorney, he was just kind of a jerk. And he he was so much a jerk that the court had to reprimand him because I had, yeah, I had, retained him and then he sat on it for a year and it was on the docket my divorce was on the docket for a year so i ended up having to just hand write out we're splitting everything wow and so when he told me he's like what name are you gonna go to what are you gonna use and i said well i said i knew my mom was dying and i said can i use my mother's maiden name instead of my father's maiden name or my father's last name i'm like i just wanted something you know and he said oh ma'am he's like i don't care what name you pick he's like pick any name and i'm like what do you mean pick any name and he's like yeah once it's part of your divorce it's your new name it doesn't have to be a a family name okay and so 
two of my children, their middle names are Taylor, Zachary Taylor and Zoe Taylor. I love that. And Yeah. And so I ended up just choosing Taylor as a last name because I wanted me and my children, the young ones that I have, to always have part of our name to be the same and that's how I came up with Taylor I, but there's so yeah. much beautiful thought behind that and sentiment um it, it, it's just perfect like, that's such a good story um and again how it keeps kind of showing up in your life like with the spot being here in the plaza yeah. and you know it manifesting into it has a dual meaning the name of the spa yeah it's really incredible and it's yeah, it, it varies and it warms me because it reminds me of my children. And I think any mom out there, you know, they're, you can love so many things and, you know, so many people and your parents and your spouse. And there's just a special love for your children, you know. Yes. And that is it for me. <laughs> so. Well, and that also says a lot because you have so many children in your life, you know, yes. biological or not. I mean, you are a mother figure to them. <laughs> Um, and you took that challenge on and, you know, that is just absolutely incredible. I mean, I'm sure a lot of listeners are like, what would you do if, you know, you went from a kid to 13, you know, or, or, you know, whatever the number was, whenever it was all said and done, it's, uh, I mean, it's amazing. Um, and like I said, it, it, you really are a special individual who can be there for these people, whether it's people in the fields while y'all are working, whether it's kids, you know, in detention centers on the border, whether it's kids that, you know, aren't necessarily biologically yours, mm-hmm. but you're still going to treat them like your own. Yeah. I mean, amazing. <laughs> True. Well, really? Like, I'm like, put it like <clears throat> connecting all these dots. And I'm like, this is really incredible. And so you said that you started doing aesthetics in McAllen. Mm-hmm. And so what made you decide to to switch over um or not necessarily switch but kind of like grow in that direction down there well that part was really not even like a conscious decision on my part the i worked with two different physicians and one i would run the morning clinic for him and he would come in in the afternoon so i would see all family practice or whatever would come in in the morning And in the evening, I worked at a pediatric clinic, and I would close the pediatric clinic to midnight. Mm -hmm. And so the morning physician was like, oh, I have a friend that opened a med spa, so we're going to start doing that. Very competitive, you know. Yes. We're going to offer the same services that other people do. Yeah. And so that's really the first that I had even thought about doing that. Mm -hmm. And I had honestly not even ever had Botox. I'd never had anything done. Yeah. And so he's like, we're going to go on this day. We're going to get certified. We're going to take all the classes and we're going to start doing it. And that's what we did. And, you know, that was, you know, the first time that I had had anything done myself or done for anybody. And then as we went back to the practice setting to start doing it, he was like, oh, the physician I was with, he was like, I don't like this. It takes so long. It's very time consuming. He's like, women are so picky about their face. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm like, sir, it's our face. Exactly. I'm like, I feel like you can't rush through that. Mm-hmm. It's not the same as going in for a UTI or a cough where yep. you're like, what can I get you? And you're kind of yep. running through this very quick process of, you know, expediting, you know, yep. This is not that kind of service. And so once he realized that it was not for him, he just said, you know, whatever comes in, you're going to have to do it. You know, it's not something that I want to continue to do. And so then I just kind of took that part on. And if I had other clients, I was still seeing regular clients. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how that started where, okay, well, I'm going to continue to do this. And what did you think about that? Were you like, oh, okay. Like, did it make you nervous? Or were you like, "Ah, I got this. Like, this is fine. I think I was nervous in the beginning. I was, I was nervous with anything. I think I'm, I'm very, uh, I err on the very lenient or the very, I don't know. I know I'm not saying this right, but I go very slow. Yes. And so I wanted a lot of training before I was going to do that. hundred yeah. percent. Oh, thank you for saying yeah. that. Cause I'm like, you are literally injecting material into people's face yes. or wherever. Um, yeah. So it just happened. And on a side note, so when I started and I got into the practice and I set up my accounts with Allergan, Allergan is the people that manufacture Botox and mm-hmm. the Juvederm products. They assigned me my own rep. Everybody gets their rep. And my rep, her name is Jasmine, and she's the most wonderful, beautiful 
person. Oh, I'm glad. Both inward and outward. And I don't know exactly what she saw in me, but she saw something. And as she has come, they get to choose one or two people per year for special training. And um, year before last, she chose me for both of her trainings. Wow. And then last year, she chose me again. And she had, I mean... I don't want to offend anybody else out there, but she has a lot of accounts. Yeah. And she kept choosing me and she said, you know, you're growing so much. And and I they took that time to invest in me. And I have learned so much, even though I feel like, you know, I know what I'm doing and I'm very careful. And I think I've had really good outcomes and really good results because people are very happy. Yes. But I don't think that we can ever stop learning. And so these in-services are, I don't know, ten dollars or $15,000 in in-service, and they're sending me to in-services. They have trainers come here to my practice just to do one-on-ones, and that's, I don't even know how to thank her for that because that's invaluable. Yes. And something that I wouldn't be able to afford on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a big con- conglomerate. It's right. just me. Right. And, um... You know, so I really appreciate that they've taken that time. And when I started, I started using a lot of different products and I have really weeded them down to just that. See, that's cool, Mm -hmm. though, that you because I can get that, you know, being like, okay, well, I want to offer everything Mm -hmm. like in the event that somebody may want this. But, you know, like you said, tailoring it. I'm not going to stop doing that. I'm going to be annoying. (laughs) Love that. I can't help it. But yeah, like you you tailored your your prep to your preference. And the thing is that. And maybe from my beginnings of how we spend money and how hard it is for us to earn money, I really felt like if you're going to get something with me, it's going to be worth the money you spend. I know it's not easy to come by. And so as I've tried other products, they haven't lasted as long. They haven't. I feel horrible and I would not offer them to somebody knowing that they're not going to work. And so as that has happened, I've diminished what I offer, but what I do offer is working, yes. you know, and it's the best product yes. out there. Yes, yes. And so hopefully as you, if you've spoke to other people, hopefully they can see that I'm not selling a product. I'm trying to give them the best thing. Right. You know? Well, and I think that is very clear literally in just our conversation, mm-hmm. um, not to mention the client loyalty that y'all have. But so important to know that you guys are not just prioritizing a sale. It's really about, like you said, giving you the best bang for most bang for your buck and also the highest quality product. Mm -hmm. Not to mention the fact that you said, yes, I I know I'm, I know what I'm doing. I'm good Mm -hmm. at what I do, but that doesn't mean I'm going to stop training. Like there's always going to be continuous education because y'all post about it all the time Mm -hmm. on your social media. Yeah. Yeah, we've we've been so lucky and I'm just, you know, as new products come out, we train and sometimes people will randomly call us and say, do you offer this or do you offer that? And I'll look into it. Sometimes it might be a possibility and sometimes I'll just tell them, you know what, I wouldn't offer it and this is why. Like if you're going to go somewhere, just go knowing, you know, what you're walking into. Yeah. Some of these products are not dissolvable. They move. I've had. Oh God, that's so freaky. Yeah, I've had clients come and they'll have like fillers that have moved to different areas. Oh no. And I'm like, well, I don't use that product. It can't be dissolved really. You should probably go back to where you had it. Yes. You know. And I'm sure that's not an easy conversation to have, right? Like you want to help people, but at the same time you're like. Yeah. Well, because. I've gotten a lot of people who have worked at in Mexico and Mm -hmm. we don't know what products are being used there. Right. And so not trying to diss that, but just knowing that I can't help you because I don't know what they put in you Yes, and I can make it worse. And so really a lot about education about, you know, there's a lot of ways that we can save money and, you know, cut corners and stuff. But I think when we're talking about our face and these kind of products, whether it's with me or somebody else, as long as your product is like FDA approved. For and, you sure. Know, because you don't want to have an adverse reaction because there's always the possibility that something might happen. Yeah. No, I mean, it, I feel as though, like, and to just elaborate on what you've said, this is not, when it comes to aesthetics like this and injectables mm-hmm. and fillers and everything, mm-hmm. that is not somewhere you want to skimp. Yeah, exactly. Um, not to mention the fact that you know you are a board sort of certified spa mm-hmm. 
you have experience in the medical field. You know, the training is there. Like you're the kind of person that people who are serious about getting good results needs to seek. And, you know, I, I thank you for being legitimate, you know, because you see so many, again, I'm not dissing anybody, yeah. but you see people who kind of, you know, figure out how to get a certification real quick without mm -hmm. having much background kind of going for it. And it's a little alarming, yeah. you know? It's just, you know, with anything that you do, whether it's aesthetics or in the medical field, <clears throat> you need to see where you're going and stuff. And you want to be able to have that long-term relationship with somebody because it's not just about maybe doing a lip filler. It's about a relationship. You know, if you have a problem, can you go back to that person, you know? Or if you're happy, you know, you want to go back to that person. And I've been very blessed. We have people that have come and then they move to other states and they'll fly in to have the Wow. Work done. They don't want to be they, touched know? by anyone but you. Yeah. Are well, you the exclusive okay. injector here? I am the one that does all the fillers. My, I have a nurse and we've been doing trainings with her. So she's just started doing Botox. So Fantastic. Now two of us that do Botox and I think eventually she will be doing fillers but for right now I'm the only one that does fillers and I think when we both have that level of okay we're ready because we're not trying to rush into anything either yes know? well and I think that that's also a really yeah. great quality that you have that you had also discussed with that physician who first brought aesthetics mm -hmm. put it on your plate yeah. is that this is not something that we rush this is not like come in I assess you real quick prescribe you something and, and get you mm -hmm. out this is definitely more involved. So whenever somebody comes for a consultation, um, first of all, how do they go about booking a consultation? So usually they can either go online and there's like an online booking system with Figaro or they can go on our Facebook. I really like your online booking system, by the way. It's so user-friendly and pretty much all the information anybody would need is there. So thank you for yeah. that. Well, I'm glad. We went through a couple different platforms and probably different businesses do the same thing until they kind of find something that fits for them. Um, but, you know, you can go online and it'll give you a menu of, you know, what services you want. Or if you're not sure, you can just book a free consultation and you come in. Mm -hmm. Depending on if you think you might want to have something done or if you just want to ask a couple questions, usually the receptionist will kind of kind of gauge that to see if they're going to give you like a 15 to 30 minute consult or if they're going to book you for an hour. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we go an hour and, you know, you decide you maybe, you know, today is not the day or, you know, you just had a lot of questions and I'm okay with that too, because I feel like the more educated we are about our options and stuff, yes. if there comes a time when somebody decides to have that done, then hopefully they'll be back. And if they're not, at least maybe they've gone with a little bit more information than they had before and they yes. can make that choice, you know, with a little bit more knowledge behind it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, is it kind of, so like walk me through an actual <laughs> consultation, right? So I, I'm here with you and I'm saying, hey, um, I think I want something done, but like, I don't know what, which is probably exactly how I would approach you. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> yeah, but, it, but so, you know, how do you help people kind of pinpoint what it is, you know? I guess the first thing I would be doing, and, I, and I, I've had to really overcome this part because it's very hard for me to critique somebody. 100%. You know, that I, is a very yes, touchy subject. I, and I would never want to point something out that was not even on their radar. Right. Because that would be horrible. Mm -hmm. And so usually I try to lead in with, you know, what are your concerns? Mm -hmm. What would you like to improve? Is there something that's going on, you know, with your skin or your features that you would like to look different yeah. or you know and so we kind of lead in with that so that they can tell me what their concern is because their concern may not even be something I was thinking about yes yes you know and then sometimes people will say just give me the honest opinion from my forehead down what do you think wow and I'm like oh, I know no. like do you know what you're asking me for <laughs> yes. like oh, hey. well, I mean because I'm sure you can't help it like you've been doing it for so yeah. long like you, you know, you know what I mean? Like what can be done to kind of tweak yeah. and enhance. It so just comes to the territory. Yeah. So when that happens, you know, you kind of just, okay, this isn't, as we age, all of us are going to age. Our fat pads change, mm -hmm. you know. So what's the area that's most, you know, 
you know, bothersome for you and we can start from there. You know, we usually try to do like Botox if we're going to, if we can do the Botox first, you know. Right. I feel like that's almost like the, this is going to sound bad, so maybe I shouldn't say it. I was going to say like (laughs) gateway procedure, (laughs) but you know. Well, a lot of people come in with that and you know, Botox, I, I mean, not just because I offer it as a, as a service, But, I mean, it's not just for wrinkles. I have patients that we use for migraine headaches. I've heard of this. For the excessive sweating. I saw that y'all just started offering that. So it's in the armpit area, right? Armpit and hands. Yeah. Um, I've done it for people who've had Bell palsy, Mm -hmm. for stroke patients where, you know, their kind of smile is lopsided. Yes. And it's very changing for a person because if you can imagine that in one instant, you know, you have like one incident and you have Bell's palsy and now, you know, you can't close your eye right. Yes. Or your mouth. And so yeah, you have it, like the slack mouth. Yeah. yeah. And so it does affect and it, it does help. So it, there's a cosmetic part and then there's a treatment part. For yes. Botox. Well, and I think that that's an important <laughs> thing to bring up, right? Cause people automatically just group both and don't get me wrong. Anybody that wants Botox because they want to eliminate for mm-hmm. the, what is it? The, the little wrinkles. Yeah. Little, yeah. Yeah. More power to you, but it can be used for people who are actually, potentially suffering from some sort of ailment. Yes. Which I think is really amazing because yes. there's so many more uses, like you said, than just kind of like relaxing the... Yes. What is the word? The muscles that move a lot. The... It doesn't matter. Sorry. Yes. I'm well, like I guess up. each muscle has a different name. So it would be different for whatever area. But yeah. So the other thing that I've gotten recently, and I don't know if it's just the change of weather, I don't know, but is I've gotten a lot of people for the TMJ, the grinding of the teeth. I've been hearing more about Mm -hmm. this. And I've had several clients that have been referred from dentist offices because they've chipped teeth. Wow. Because they're grinding so much at night. Wow. And so they come in and we, you know, kind of put it in their masseter. Yes. And it just relaxes enough so that they aren't you know, breaking off their teeth and they're able to rest at night. Right. Well, and also the muscle becomes, cause a lot of times the muscle will be real prominent, right? Yes. And once you relax it, the muscle isn't moving as much. So yes. it kind of, it gets a little smaller. Yes. That's another thing. So yeah. it can be used aesthetically to slim your face mm-hmm. if you want, or like therapeutically in this, and you're putting it in the same area, right? you know, or, you know, so that you're not grinding, but yeah, you put it here in the masseter. Yeah. And so that's, what's so neat to hear about, right? Because People who maybe aren't as well versed in it as you are, maybe, you know, anybody who kind of reads up on these things um, is really missing out on some pretty important information. Like you said, the migraines, too. Um, Fortunately, I don't suffer from migraines, but people who do, I mean, it it sounds like some of the most awful, one of the most awful experiences ever. It is. So the actual migraine treatment, I haven't had too many people do the actual migraine treatment because it's about... $2,000 worth of Botox. It's a lot. And you put it in the back of their head and the occipital area. But I'm here to tell you that if you just do the front part of your forehead, most of the time, if it doesn't eliminate the migraine, it will lessen it to a degree that it's more manageable. So you can maybe feel that it's coming and you can take a little caffeine and offset it. So, you know, most of us can't afford that kind of a treatment for migraines. But, you know, if you do your forehead and it's in about $400 worth of that treatment. Okay. So I have a lot of clients that come in for that and they might get it a couple times a year, just depending on the severity of their migraines. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, migraines being as terrible as I've heard they are. I'm sure people but I don't care what it costs. Yes. Like just help me. Um, w- which makes true. a huge difference. And so what do you do with, not what do you do? How do you handle diplomatically people who come in and have done their research and are like, mm-hmm. I want filler here, 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 you know? And, and despite the fact that you can kind of be like, well, that may not achieve what you yeah. think. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you go about? Cause I, I promise you with the, and you know, people yeah. with the internet think, they can come in and tell you what to do, yes. you know? And I think a lot of people do, and, and it's maybe, I see it some in the medical field, you know, they'll be like, I want this antibiotic. 100%. I have a, a UTI and this is, and okay, yes. well, if you've had that in the past and it works, I have no problem giving it to you. Yes. Aesthetically, they'll come in and they'll be like, well, I watch this YouTube or this TikTok or whatever, and so they want a specific something. If it's in the realm where I think that it might, 
do and then I'll discuss it with them. But there's been many, many times where, you know, somebody will come in and they'll be like, I want two syringes in my lips. And I'm like, I don't really do two syringes in your lips. It can stretch them out. You know, yeah. you can have a lot of bruising. It can look distorted. And a lot of times, well, I went to XYZ and they will do it for me. And I just said, well, you know, if that's the case, then maybe that's where you need to be. Yes. But for me, you know, I want to give you the best service and that's yes. not the best service. Knowing that if I wanted to, I could just be like, oh, let me do it. It's more, you know, more Absolutely. services. Yes. And so I try to encourage them to do it in smaller steps. Yeah. Like if you really think that you need to, maybe we can start with one we can see how it looks let it settle come back in a couple months and let's take a look at it because you don't want to give them something because a lot of times they want something they don't know what it's really going to look like how could they there's no way they have an idea or they'll come in and i want kylie jenner's lips well you weren't born with that shape exactly so to try to give them realistic expectations i think is very important because that's another thing i would never want somebody to leave and say she promised me this and you know, I, I don't look like that. So it's better to say up front and, you know, we will achieve as much as we can on this visit, you know, and maybe we retouch it, but you may never get that shape because you were not born with that shape. Exactly. And so, but it, it is kind of harder to do because a lot of people are very, and this service is more like, um, they can go anywhere they'd like to have this service, but I hope for the most part, at least with the clients that we have, that they see that we want the best for them. We're not trying to sell them a bunch of products. It, they're not going to look good, you know. Of course. have them. Yes. Know, well, I mean, y'all, y'all have need. integrity. That's yeah. so important. Like, we are really here to help you. We're not going to yeah. steer you down this road, you yeah. know, um, where you could potentially be unhappy. You know, we're really going to do the best we can to get the results that you want. Um, and I, and you brought up a good point, you know, they will have come in watch after having watched a TikTok or Mm -hmm. something on social media. And do Mm -hmm. you find that social media can occasionally be like a double-edged sword in that way, you know? Because I think a lot of people will see stuff and not even realize like the insane amount of filters and auto-tuning mm-hmm. that's happening yeah. and be like, this is what I want. Like, how, how do you handle mm-hmm. that? I, I think we do see a lot of that. And I think a lot from the Kardashians, like, you know, they're such a big powerhouse of everything. They you have know? changed the way... I mean, beauty, Yes, you know, period. Very much so. So I think that I just try to take it with each client as they come in and kind of talk to them and say, you know, what are your expectations? Maybe we can meet them. And sometimes we can't, and sometimes they're unrealistic or they would not even look good. I have a lot of clients that come in and they want Kybella. Kybella is... Yes, yes. Yes, the injections here under our neck. And not everybody is a candidate for that Mm -hmm. because if we have a lot of loose skin in our neck, if I take away the fat, the skin in your neck is going to be looser. Yes. So yes, you're going to not have fat, but now you have a lot of laxity in your neck. And so sometimes you just have to tell them, you know, no, because it's not going to look right. It's not going to give you what you want. Yes. And so we've lost clients like that. And then we've also had clients that have left and come back you know, because they've gone other places and, you know, sometimes you get what you ask for and then it's not what you wanted. Exactly. No, so much respect for y'all because a treatment is never a one size fits all kind of thing Mm -hmm. necessarily. And I love that you treat it that way. And that Mm -hmm. goes back to what you said that each individual client will get an experience tailored (laughs) to how they look and, and what it is they're wanting. Um, I have so, so much respect for you for that because, uh, Again, you know, in a world where botched is not uh, uncommon, you know, it's nice to know that people are practicing responsibly. So, you know, not only are you providing incredible services for your clients, but you're also involved in the community as well. So I know that um, it was Dr. Cassidy and Ahosa had the breast cancer awareness event and you guys participated with the bra, I guess, Mm -hmm. what is it, annual bra day or... Something for breast cancer awareness. Yes. We're having that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's amazing that you participate in that. You contributed to the goodie bag for the Rebel Honey Boutique fashion show. And so why is it important to you to kind of reach out to and be involved with the community as well as your clients? Well, 
we try and there's so many like the foster homes there's so many that Mm -hmm. we really try to to be because i think coming from like you know migrant like my parents were migrant workers and we were so happy with the little things that we got that i feel like it's my responsibility I'm blessed and I need to try to give back. And we never know what we do for somebody, how much it means. Yes. Uh, when my sister and I were l- younger and we were planting trees one Christmas, and if you were to ask her, you know, a separate from me, when is your best Christmas? She would probably answer the same thing. And it was one year that one of the, the inspectors of where we were planting trees um, they came by, it was Christmas time, and they gave us these little books of Lifesaver candies. And that was the best Christmas gift that we had had. And we still remember that. Yes. And it was something so small, but it meant so much to us. Yes. Because we didn't have. Yes. And so I feel like for any of us, not just me, but anybody that's a professional, that has a business, that's doing well, I think it's our responsibility to try to give back. I mean, we don't know who we're going to touch and how that's going to change their life. Yes, 100% that, but perfectly said and so, so true. And I love that you, you know, threw it out there like, hey, you know, if you have a business and you're doing well, like, why not, you know, share the wealth, you know, in whatever way that may be, donating your time, donating resources, whatever. Um, uh, Fantastic. So I want to touch on an event that y'all have coming up on December 3rd. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. So it's your second annual grand opening party. So what's going to be going on? Well, the girls have put on a lot of things. You know, they've invited a lot of vendors to come by and to kind of showcase different businesses here in Corpus Christi. You know, I think sometimes it's hard when you're getting started. Yes. You know, and it's... um, Around Christmas time, I think all of us start feeling the pinch a little bit more. You know, we want to do for our family and we want. So we just want to give like a venue where people can show their products and they can give, you know, get them out to the community in a, I don't know, someplace where they don't have to pay a lot to come. You know, for sure. I don't think that we're even charging anything. The vendors are just coming and setting up. Yes. And we'd love everybody to come by and see these beautiful items and these people who pour their heart out. Hundred percent. Doing these, a lot of this is handcrafted on their own, mm-hmm. and small businesses. And you know, I think we we need to give back to small businesses. You know, definitely. So we even have a, a police officer who makes candles. Okay. And he he leaves his candles here. We don't get any part of the proceeds for that, but he gives part of his proceeds back to the police department. Okay. And I think that that's amazing because not only is he out there protecting our city, but he's trying to give back to, you know, to that. And so all of us, each one of us has, you know, some kind of a gift. And if you can find out what that gift is and share it with people, you will be blessed. You know, you will be blessed in a way that you're not even expecting. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to that event. So thank you for putting it on and for giving, you know, local vendors an opportunity to set up and show what they have. Not to mention, if anybody comes, they can inquire, you know, about the services that you guys offer here. Because there there are so many. Um, And y'all keep expanding. Like, y'all have hair services, nail services, um, lashes, brows, you know, the the fillers and the injectables, body contouring, like so much. Um, I just think you're incredible, Lori. Thank you so much for uh, being here with me tonight, for all that you've done. Um, I, I just think you're, I'm, I'm incredibly inspired by you, and I appreciate you spending time with me. I know how busy you are. For anybody who's not following Taylor Medspa on Instagram, that's at Taylor Medspa. Like, make sure to check them out. Um, from there, there's a link in their bio. So if you're uh, interested in booking a consultation or any of their services, you'll definitely want to go there. And of course, um, you'll get to talk to Lori if you book a consultation, and you don't want to miss that. So also check out their event on December 3rd. And uh, Lori, again, thank you so much for being here, and uh, I can't wait to continue to support your business. Well, thank you so much for having me i really feel honored that you included me with so many other ladies that have done so much for the community and have grown and happy holidays to everybody oh happy holidays